All right. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to episode one of Beyond the Barbell podcast. Uh, you know, uh, my name is Brendan Nip. I am a registered physiotherapist based out of Vancouver, British Columbia. And uh, I'm currently the uh, director of physiotherapy here at United Barbell Club. Um, you know, I've been practicing, uh, you know, in, uh, in private practice um, for, for the past six years, a little bit more than six years now. And uh, yeah, you know, this opportunity kind of came up uh, you know, a little abruptly. We'll get into that a little later, but, you know, lo and behold, um, now I'm a, a part of United Barbell Club and I'm joined here by, uh, Carl Mandeep, the uh, other two co-owners of United Barbell Club and two of the original co-founders of United Barbell Club. Um, so yeah, why don't you, uh, one of you guys can go ahead first and introduce you yourselves to our kind listeners, keeping in mind that, um, you know, some of them might be tuning in and might not know who we are at all, so so you know, spare no details. Um, cool. My name is Carl. I'm one of the co-owners of United Barbell Club, and uh, very excited for the first episode of the podcast. Um, that um, that you know, quite frankly, is uh, I've never been on a podcast before, so I'm very excited to be um, talking to everybody. Your chance to I, shine. I, I know my first experience. Uh, I graduated uh, from SFU. I'm pretty local. You know, went to high school, university um, in Richmond, and then SFU in Burnaby. Graduated SFU about uh, 10 years ago with a degree in philosophy. Um, went to the job booth at Microsoft and asked them if they were hiring anybody, and it was turned away very quickly. <laughs> and they told me they don't think they've hired anybody uh, with a philosophy background before. So after I graduated, had to pay the bills, and ended up getting into real estate. Um, I was never an athlete, but uh, well, I loved sports and fitness all my life. And I've always been trying to find a way to, how can I do this with my life? Um, it took me nine years to muster up the courage to do this as, you know, what I'm, what I'm doing to do this as my thing and let go of a relatively lucrative career in real estate um, and quite a large industry in Vancouver, the real estate industry. So to let that go. Um, and to move into what I absolutely love doing. It's scary at the same time, but I got to say it's very much a blessing. So that's a little bit about myself, um, and I'll pass it over to, to Mandeep. Yeah, I'm Mandeep, and uh, I started coaching uh, back in 2011. I've been coaching ever since. I started as a volunteer coach, um, and then I was coaching track first, and then I got into coaching weightlifting in 2015. Um, and then I started coaching the weightlifting team that we have now. Um, and honestly, I just got into coaching. I initially got into coaching mainly out of spite, just because I thought I could do a better job than my friend. <laughs> like, that was the main reason at first. Like, I was like 19 at the time. So what, uh, are, what our listeners are really wondering is, where's this other guy now? Oh, uh, what does he do? Oh, he does uh, lab work now, so he doesn't coach anymore. So you already won. Yeah, oh, 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 I won in the first, like, two months, like, no problem. Okay. <laughs> All right, we got a really, we got a really modest business partner here. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just started it out of spite, um, and then eventually I started realizing, okay, like, I kind of know what I'm doing, and I'm, like, 18, 19 years old, and I'm, like, getting into this, um, and then as I kept going, I was just like, oh, people are getting results, maybe there's something here. Then I started learning more between, like, 2010 uh, to 2015. Um, I really started educating myself on how the processes work and how to um, progress people from like beginners um, all the way up to like uh, national level. And then more recently, I had someone that um, I 
taught literally from when she was 13 years old to uh, now when she's uh, 19 now. Um, and she's hoping, we're hoping to get her into World Juniors. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, and I've just been doing it for the last few years and it's been going well. Um, and then, yeah, a little bit, a little bit about my background. Um, you know, I, I think when I was younger, I wanted to kind of go the, uh, the med school route, uh, you know, be a doctor. At some point I wanted to be a marine biologist. I wanted to be a paramedic. I wanted to be, uh, a microbiologist and now I'm a physio. So I always knew that healthcare was going to be somewhere, <laughs> somewhere on the, the radar. And it's just a matter of, uh, finding my place. And, uh, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think I think physio was definitely the the right mixture of uh, of uh, sporting, fitness, and health and rehab, um, and uh, it's actually the perfect mix. Uh, actually, because obviously, this podcast is evidence is I love talking sometimes too much, um, <laughs> but but being a physio allows me to talk to patients and they can't do anything about it. So you got to stay in that section because they're because <laughs> they're in pain they're, and they can't get off the table. <laughs> they're stuck with you for at least thirty minutes. Exactly. Of you talking. Exactly. To them. They think they're in for therapy, but really, but really, <laughs> it's them. <laughs> they're um, helping you just as much. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, you you guys, you know, we'll we'll slowly learn a little bit more about all three of us, you know, as we go and uh, uh, in the future episodes, you know, we'll even learn a lot about our uh, other other trainers and coaches that are here at United Barbell Club with us. Um, but we wanted to dedicate episode one to, um, you know, all the, all the, the members of the gym and all the clients that we have that have come in and support us, uh, supported us since the, the opening. Um, but we wanted episode one to just be kind of like the origin story of United Barbell Club. Um, you know, the, the little bit about, you know, how we, how we came to be, um, uh, what our vision is and, and what we think. Uh, you know, sets us apart and makes us ready to take this industry by storm. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, I mean, it probably started a, a lot, a little bit longer before, you know, I, I came by in the, in the picture, but, um, when, when was the original, uh, what was the like, official day of opening? So we officially opened August 7th of 2021. Um, but that was a grand opening day and there was a lot of planning. Um, and strategizing and preparations and obviously finding a space renovations and yeah. I mean I guess that's one part where my real estate background did have, yeah, <laughs> have yeah. some use in the industry um, but there's there's been a ton of work that's gone in and Mandeeps has a great team of people who are just ready to who's been with him for many years yeah. and was just ready to start right away which uh, is a huge huge booster so still so obviously, yeah so obviously like like starting a, a gym like this is not like an overnight decision um and, and this might be something that maybe you even like mandy like you you've maybe been thinking about since the first year you ever coached but at what point did it become like in its inception of an idea that was like i put my finger on the trigger and now i'm ready to pull it like like at what point did this become like actionable yeah, so for me, um, I started, I actually started uh, a gym back in 2015, 16. Um, so we started a small gym, uh, very low cost, and we were doing pretty well. Um, and when I started that gym, it was just more, I wanted my own space, mainly so that I could create a very specific atmosphere um, for training for my athletes. Okay. That was my main goal for why I wanted a space. Because I found that when I was going to like gym to gym, 
um, and then renting a lot of space. It just it wasn't the same. There was always someone like right behind you, right behind you, looking over your shoulder. Yeah. Um, just constantly trying to like change things. Um, and always trying to like come after me in different ways, like where like almost holding me back to get more clients. But it doesn't feel like home, right? Like, doesn't feel like home. Yeah, and like, yeah, that too. Like, I just felt like a lot of times, um, it just felt nice to have my first own gym. Like, I walk in and it felt like, it felt good to be the first one in and last one to leave. That kind of feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then that one, I just ended up leaving because I wasn't, because I had two other partners at the time and I just wasn't getting along. Um, and they still wanted to do it. I I just wanted to get out. Okay. So back in 2015, I left. Hmm. Yeah. Does did, does that gym still exist? No, they shut down a year, roughly a year after. Hmm. <laughs> so I'm sure that everyone's going to be like wondering and listening though. Mm-hmm. What's the game plan of what's going to be different for this? One? <laughs> that's right. That's Apart right. from vision, right? I mean, everyone's got a vision when they start. So, so like, when I started that one, I was um, very simple minded. I mean, I still am, but like <laughs> I was more so. So I was. <laughs> You've improved. You've improved oh, yeah. dramatically. A little, a, little, a little less simple now. But, like, the, it was just simple. I was just like, okay, like, who's willing to invest? It was that simple. And then once I found certain guys that were also in the scene, doing their own thing, and we all had a different... Um, one guy was, like, a bodybuilder, and one guy was a little bit more into rehab. Um, both were just uh, coaches and trainers. They weren't, like, busy with anything. Um and yeah, I just felt like they offered something different, and each one of them was willing, wanted to also start a gym in the Richmond area, so that was it. It was that simple. And I knew them personally a little bit. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll try. Um, this time, the biggest difference, the biggest difference was um, mainly, I would say, I decided at that time when I left is that I'm going to make sure that whoever I partner with is not a coach. So you knew when you left that that was not going to be... That was the end of the chapter, but you knew that wasn't going to be the end oh, of the no. book. Like, I knew I was going to try, like, one or two more times, at least. At least. And then I just told myself, the second time I try, um, it'll be with people that aren't coaches. And then I told myself, the third time, I'm going to have to be alone. If there is, hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> episode one. So, this is beyond the, the only episode. Uh, there's nothing beyond the barbell. <laughs> beyond the barbell, but what is it? Nothing. <laughs> All right. So yeah. I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, obviously, yeah. Like you, you can never foresee the future. So mm. you know, as as confident as we want to be, this is an episode. This is a fledgling project, right? Mm. There's no guarantees this works out. But you know, I, I think in the short time that we've been in operation, at least the short time that I've been in here, I think we've gotten a lot of stuff done that I wouldn't have foreseen, you know, with either different partners or in different situations, you know, like, um, like I think I've told this, the story before, but you know, this is not the first time I've been asked to open a physio clinic, uh, that's attached to a gym, uh, you know, whether it's like, you know, in like, like a, like a, like a sublet situation mm-hmm. or, or just like next door or just even be affiliated for treatment wise, just cause, um, you know, every single time what I felt like was, was, um, People just wanted to monetize what is a white collar, fairly safe profession of physiotherapy it is I felt like they just wanted to kind of like monetize it, uh, take advantage of, you know, the, the clients, patients that are like kind of walking in the door that have funding and then try to sell them products and stuff like that. Um, and uh, yeah, so I've always steered clear of, of attaching myself to a gym. So 
Um, I think this this time it was really unique. Um, happened really quickly. Um, but I don't know, I think it was like two months now, maybe even a little bit more, that that we sat down since our initial conversation. Initial conversation, which was just, you know, a text a text from Carl saying, Hey, do you do you wanna do you wanna do you wanna meet up for dinner tonight? And I'm like, what, about 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 what? Like we haven't we haven't talked so uh, you know, full disclosure, you know, me and Carl have known each other since high school. Almost um, twenty years. Almost twenty years. And and you know, we weren't we weren't exactly like best friends in high school. Uh I'd say we were acquaintances. Yeah. We knew yeah. of each other. We were on friendly, good terms. Yeah. Um, but you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be playing basketball during lunch hour with Carl outside. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but but yeah, so a part of me was wondering when I got that text was like, is Carl gonna mug me? <laughs> like why why does he want why does he want to meet up wait I gotta ask <laughs> like when what was the what was, what was the one thing that was at that dinner when you met like when we all met up what was the one moment where it was like something was said and you were like huh like okay these guys are like these guys might be the guys I think it was cause you asked me you asked me a specific question uh, that Carl I couldn't really like contribute to cause it was it was it was specifically about training and yeah. it was about training principles. Yeah. And it was like, you know, typically when you kind of I mean, I got the sense that it was almost like an interview when when I showed up. It was like, oh, these guys are feeling me out to see kind of what I'm about. But typically at an interview in a lot of industries, they don't ask skill-based questions. They don't actually even ask you anything practice-based. They just ask you personality questions. And so it took me a little bit off guard to be asked you know, like a rehab-based question. A technical question. A technical question, yeah. But I remember, uh, you know, talking for maybe a few minutes. I think we were talking about, uh, you know, uh, I think volume versus yeah, intensity yeah, yeah. in an athlete yeah. who's maybe struggling with an injury. Yeah. And I believe I was, like, talking for, like, a few minutes about it. And then afterwards, I followed up my answer with, uh, what do you think? And I threw it back to you, and you basically said, yeah, I pretty much like agree on like everything. Yeah, yeah like I, I think yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like kind of like the first time that anyone really said that and didn't have a retort or a correction or you know like oh yeah cool cool but but you know maybe we'll do it this way right. Um, so I think that one moment was really when I realized that I think we saw like eye to eye in terms of. Uh, rehab principles yeah uh, strength and conditioning principles yeah mm-hmm. and just at the end of the day knowing that oh this is someone who uh when steering their athlete or client or patient towards a certain goal will steer them in the same ways that i would steer them and so i think that was already where i had like my guard down uh because it felt like i was you know at a table with similar minded people yeah, yeah. okay i don't know how you guys felt on that side if you guys just like for me, um, yeah, for me, that side, like, I, you definitely did well. And I was like, okay, this guy, like... Did well? Did, this guy interviewed me? This guy's just sound his throne real quick. All right, go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead, Mandy. No, no, it was just more for me because I just didn't want to... Because I feel like um, a lot of the physios and stuff that um, I've dealt with, like, you know, in another episode we'll do eventually about injuries, but uh, where we talked about... Um, um, what was it? Uh, the when we were talking about uh, oh right, my hamstring. Uh, yeah. when I was talking about that, um, and then how it was like injured for like many years, and how like I've been went to a few different physios, and they all had 
Um, just very poor answers. A lot of it was just rest. And I feel like when we had that dinner, yeah. um, you just, a lot of the stuff were just very like um, exercise based, like this is what we're going to do. And then I really agreed with that. And I really appreciated yeah. that because I hate it when a physio's main goal is to just keep seeing you and to just yeah. keep doing like passive treatment. And I just, yeah. Yeah. So that was a really big, really big deal for me. Um, Cause yeah. I, I feel like they're very, you physios out there like that yeah at least from my experience yeah and i, I think like from my perspective too it's like you know the goal showing up there wasn't really wasn't really like it wasn't really to like impress you or anything like that yeah. so it wasn't like i was like giving a cookie cutter answer that yeah. i knew that would score well on a test um right it's not like when you're you know like let's say you're going on a first date right there's like one way where you just like hey you just like put on the best foot forward best thing possible and you're projecting someone that you're maybe that's not even who you are mm-hmm. but you're you're all your your only goal is just to impress the person mm-hmm. but there's a second way where you go in and you just be yourself and if and if they don't get along with who that person is then that's not the right person for you anyway so mm-hmm. my goal you know and I, I remember i was sitting there and i wasn't really thinking about my answer i think i've I think I had a drink or like me or we were even eating food and I was just like eating and I was just like spilling out information because yeah. that's what I thought. And, yeah. and, and whether you liked it or not, that was going to be my answer. And, and, you know, may very well have been a situation where we walk away from that table and then you guys go back to the car and you guys are like, ah, this is not a guy. We don't really see eye to eye on things, mm-hmm. but that was just my answer. Cause that's what I, you know, that's kind of what I believe. Right. So um, what was um what was the moment because i mean the coaching side and the fifth rehab side was more for me but what about what about you carl like what was the moment that made you get sold on um brendan um, i mean there's two sides of it right there's a the technical side which i couldn't really participate in as much because when you guys were talking i was like it's like two uh, these two guys are that this is way way beyond my level um but what i observed on the technical side just with you guys talking is that the key point you guys brought up is rest is not always the answer. But unfortunately, in the industry, people use rest as the answer way too often. I think that was the main point. Whereas, look, rest is necessary a lot of times. There's no doubt about that. But it can't be the answer every single time. Yeah. And when rest is the answer every single time, and you're just getting people back in, doing a little bit of treatment on them, they feel good for the moment where there's no lasting effect yeah. that's not what we're about yeah on the strength and conditioning side and on the physiotherapy side so on the technical side that was my observation a huge observation that i made when you guys were talking and in terms of you know in terms of the personality side and the character side you know like brendan said, brendan said earlier we've known each other for almost 20 years that's that's quite a long time and so even though we weren't uh, very close friends in high school i i know his character and i and I really believe people are who they associate themselves with. Um, and I know, even though I'm not in the same friend group as Brendan, I know a lot of Brendan's friends. Um, I'm acquaintances with some of them, friends with a lot of them. And uh, Brendan really surrounds himself with very excellent people, people with great character. And, and I think that, that for me, I mean, before even interacting much with Brendan after many years after high school of not hanging out too much and seeing him for physio <laughs> once in a while, you know, that was a, that was a huge point for me. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I think, I think we did, did leave that, leave that, that first meeting. 
I think, yeah, I think, I think that was like a flip of a page, you know, because I had always been feeling like, like, obviously, like, uh, you know, as a physiotherapist, you know, I knew from day one that, you know, uh, you know, not, it's not necessarily about earning power, but like, you know, my job is my hands. You know, if I break my hand, you know, like, that's it. Um, you know, it's over. That, that, that's the end of the day, right? Like, I, I, I can't treat without my hands. Yeah. And so it always been, you know, uh, my dream to start a facility, right? To, to, to not just like work with clients and athletes the way I want to, but to be able to actually like teach and train other physios and to be able to, you know, start like almost like a, a system where, where we can start, you know, shaking that, that, that physio industry, right? Mm. Like, like, like you guys mentioned earlier, um, a lot of physio clinics just do the passive treatment. Um, and you mentioned like, uh, you mentioned like rest. Um, and to me, it wasn't like always rest. It, it's just more so, uh, when you don't, when there's no variety in treatment, mm. Uh, when the prescription is always the same, uh, it doesn't matter if it's always rest or if it's always work or if it's always push. If it's always something, then it's cookie cutter. Mm. It's a template. It's something that you look up and everyone can look up something online, mm. right? The, the real benefit of going to professionals should be that the answer differs. It is catered. It's catered to you. It's yeah. tailored, right? And if, and if the problem that you go into a physio with every single time is that you're told that muscle's tight... Well, I mean, like, what happened in the last two weeks where this thing was, like, not tight and now it is tight? Like, how does this thing go not tight for, like, 28 years and then all of a sudden it just becomes tight, right? But but I find that cookie-cutter answer far too often, right? Mm. I mean, there are some things that are, are pretty common, right? Like, obviously, you know, desk workers come in all the time with low back pain, that sort of thing. So what I mean to say is that there are situations where the answer will be fairly textbook, mm. but it's not always, right? right? The answer should always be, it depends, right? If you ask a physio something, they should always tell you that it depends because it does. And and a lot of times people might be unsatisfied with the answer, it depends. Yeah, but yeah. Even, the, even though it's the most accurate answer. Supremely, right? I mean, the, the job of the physio is obviously to tell you what it depends on. Yes. Um, and then they don't just leave you in the dust, in the gray, you know, with a it depends answer with no possible solutions to choose from, right? But, you know, I, I think I walked away that night from that dinner feeling like, hey, this like faraway dream that I had of starting a clinic um, all of a sudden just didn't seem as far anymore. Is only one text away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think, I think, I think that's the good part, right? Because I think... I think like that was a, a very uplifting moment for me because I think that's been something that I've been thinking about for a long time. And for, like, honestly, for a majority of COVID, you know, like I had been, I've been like seeing a lot of commercial real estate places and I had actually come very, very close to signing, uh, you know, a, a couple leases, um, you know, with, with another partner as well. And, and so, um, nothing just really manifested and, uh, yeah, I just, I just didn't feel like uh, the action plan was was happening the way I envisioned it. Um, and and I, I, I think I was feeling a little bit disheartened about it up until that day. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I was I was pretty happy walking out of that. Yeah. That's yeah. great to hear. Yeah, I remember uh, after the dinner and we all said bye, like, I, I, I literally messaged this guy. He cried? No, no, no. no. <laughs> It's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> no, I literally messaged him like a minute later and I was like, yo, I think this is the guy. 
I did. He did. Like, he did. I did. Like, I got in my car. We all got in our car. And we're all going home now. Once I get home, I pull over, take out my phone right away, and I literally, in capital letters, was like, yo, like, Brendan I remember, I remember him saying, letters. I remember him saying, like, Brendan's as close to a perfect fit yeah. as anybody can get. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was a huge moment then. I'm actually curious, uh, Mandeep, talk a little bit about, you know, how, you know, Brandon's physio philosophy and your coaching philosophy, because it was a lot of things that really aligned that I night. Think, and, and, and the depends, the it depends uh, philosophy. And I hear you talk about that in coaching a lot. I think it was just as the, well. I think the biggest thing was um, we both agreed that there's a very, it's not, we both agreed that in the industry, all the answers are not binary. Like, it's, there's a big gray area. Yes. And we both been playing in it. Mm. So I felt like he, he, he agreed on that and I agreed on that. And we, a lot of the stuff we talked about, like how we both believe, for example, the baseline thing, where we both believe most people's baseline is a lot higher than they realize. And a lot of the, a lot of people's body are more robust than they realize. So there's like a lot of stuff like that where we just, I mean, minus yours. Thank but you, like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we both agreed on that. And, um, I think that was a big thing for me where like we, we, again, going back to that answer, right? It depends. Like what's the scenario? Like yeah. what's wrong? Okay. How did your recovery? How did all this? Like what, you know, and then figuring these answers out and going for it. So yeah, I think that was a big thing. Mm-hmm. What's the opposite word of robust? <laughs> Flimsy? <Fragile? laughs> Flimsy? Yeah, no, I mean like, yeah, no, I, I agree. Like I think, I think for me, the biggest part was uh, the execution. Actually, the execution of um, like if this if this clinic slash gym were to manifest right at that time, the, you know, I hadn't seen the space. I wasn't in here. I knew like I knew that it was operational. You don't even know what it looks like. Well, I knew that it was operational because <laughs> you know I had seen I had seen like photos, you know, and and you know I I did get this you know uh, invite to this grand opening that I couldn't make. Uh, so so you know I knew of his existence, but I think for me. Uh, it wasn't just seeing that there was a partner that uh, saw eye to eye with uh, principles and philosophies, but that there's execution. And and when I say execution, I mean that, you know, if we're operating under the same roof, I can treat a client or treat an athlete or treat a patient and then send them out into the gym unsupervised by me, knowing that there's someone there that's going to execute on an other half of a plan that I agree with. Yeah. Right. Because the biggest worry being in a physio clinic is always that I send a patient out because the gym, uh, no, sorry, the, 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 the clinic isn't equipped to see that transitional stage back to rehab. Mm. So, you know, I'll get this 280 pound football, you know, like running back or linebacker kind of thing, but bitch is a big dude. And I'm like rehabbing his hamstring injury. And all of a sudden I got to tell this guy that he can go back to the gym and squat like four plates mm-hmm. when when my physio clinic previous to this has i'm embarrassed to say the heaviest thing we have in there is a 20 pound kettlebell mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we literally only have dumbbells that that weigh 10 pounds or less <laughs> right and to me i'm like listen like it doesn't take you much to max out that, yeah. that kind of weight and so the thought i had always asked myself you know, I, I never questioned it in my first year of practice, but, you know, as soon as even the second or third year, I'd ask myself, 
well, how, how can I bridge that transition? How can I actually confidently tell someone that they can go back to sport when I literally have not watched them do even 10% of what they're expected to do on the field? Right? Like, how can I say that they are ready? Right? right. They send me a patient, send me a text. Hey, you know, games this Saturday. Can I play? How am I supposed to say yes? Do very, I say yes and they go and they get injured? Yeah. Or I say no just because I want to play it safe and now I'm pulling them back. I'm, I'm giving that cookie cutter rest option. I say rest for far too long solely because I don't want to risk it. Yeah. Right. So I don't know, maybe physios out there are playing it safe. Maybe they're giving that cookie cutter rest option because they just don't want to be on the hook. Right. Right. But, right. but, but people have to keep in mind that if you're playing the safe side, what you're doing though, is you're holding people back from their potential. Right. Because, for example, as a patient, I'm not a physiotherapist and don't have any treatment experience. Um, I mean, I have treatment experience on the patient side. And really, when I come in to see a physiotherapist, I don't actually care about the physio, the 30 minutes. I mean, I care about it, but I care about it insofar as I care about what I can do afterwards. Yeah. You're like, that's how am I going to feel afterwards? That's why I'm here. Right. I'm not, I mean, I like you as a person and, you know, manual therapy feels great a lot of times, uh, but I'm not, I'm in there for 30 minutes in order to get me to do what I want to do the other 23 yeah. hours and 30 minutes of my day. In other words, as much as you like me, if you walk in day after day <laughs> and nothing happens, you're going to really quickly stop seeing me. That's right. That's right. Right. And, and, and that doesn't mean that that, that goes for timelines, right? Yes. There's some things that take you know, weeks to months to rehab, right? Mm. There's some conditions that are going to take you two, three months. But but again, there's almost nothing out there that's going to require, you know, two to three sessions a week for months at a time. There's just mm. nothing, you know? And I can confidently say, I don't have a single patient of the last, you know, three, four, five years that comes to see me two times a week. Nobody sees me two times a week. Mm. Right. And, and I, I will be willing to bet that very few people out there can say that because the model out there is to, 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 to maximum, uh, maximize profit. visits per week. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I was surprised when you told me that one clinic where um, you told me uh, the physios would, the therapists would judge by how many people they saw in a day. And I could like, I was like, why, like, why is that the goal? Yeah. Right? So I was like really shocked when you told me that, like that's actually how they get judged and they get ranked. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah. thought it'd be, so then that makes more sense in their head where it's like, okay, I want to keep seeing all these people yeah. throughout the week. Cause as you, many you, times as you literally move up the leaderboard, yeah. right? They will, they will like, like you, you will get stats from, from clinics in, in White Rock, in, in Surrey, in Burnaby, in, in Vancouver, in Richmond. Uh, and you will have all the stats compared and you will know where you stand amongst everyone. You know, imagine if like every realtor, uh, like every realtor knew how many, how many, you know, uh, exactly how many homes everybody else, everyone else has, has yeah. said, like think about the comparisons that would happen, mm. right? Like if you're the lowest, lowest selling realtor, you know, in your company, like you, you'd be fine. And it's public information. It's public information. <laughs> and you'd be like, ah, look at no. Carl. He sold two <laughs> in three years. <laughs> no, but even there, the funny thing is like the realtor that has the lowest sale could be the one that's just taking his time with each one. Exactly. Making sure that each yeah. client yeah. gets 
um, exactly what they yeah. want, fully taken care of, the best deal, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. So each one of his clients are probably the happiest. Yeah, for sure. Right. I mean, obviously there's a point where the number comes far too low, right? Yeah. Like if, if on average you only see every patient once, I mean, no one's that good. <laughs> like, you know, no one's that good. So obviously there's a too low, but, but what's a reasonable number, right? Yeah. I mean, to me, a reasonable number probably isn't 50. Mm. You know, it's probably somewhere in between. It's definitely not one, but, right. but, you know, we'll leave, we'll leave that at that. But I think the vision was, to have a facility where I can say, hey, you know what? To that to that linebacker, hey, you want to squat four plates? Hey, just put on your shoes. Let's walk outside. Let's do that. Right? Mm-hmm. To be able to do that. Um, you know, like just the other day, you know, I was just here. and um, You know, we're fully operational now. And, uh, you know, I was treating some of the athletes here on our competition team. And, and even for them, right? Like a lot of them have seen physios before. Um, you know, I, I treated them for, I think, 15 or 20 minutes. And then and I said, oh, stand on up. Um, let's go, let's go and try, let's go and try an over, uh, like an overhead position using, using an actual bar. They're like, oh, 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 like, like right now? I'm like, well, well, yeah, right now. Like not, not tomorrow. Like we just did treatment. Like I want to see if this is better. So we walked out there, socks and everything, grabbed a bar and then just did a few reps just to see how things felt. Right. So to me, there's none, nothing better than, than, than that immediate, immediate comparison. To be able to say, hey, you walked in with a problem right now. Uh, we got to fix it right now, right? And and I also don't believe in the kind of, of therapy that's like, you know, we're going to hammer everything to the ground to the point where it's so sore. Go home, take care of it for four days, and then see if it's better afterwards. Of course it's going to feel better afterwards. You're in a wheelchair for four days, you know? Now I can walk. How happy are you, right? But to me, if someone's about to... to if someone needs high performance in 30 minutes... And I have 30 minutes to make a change without crippling them, right? I got I got to get this guy ready to snatch. What was it? I don't even know what he's doing the other day. I was I was treating um, Alex, mm. and 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 he's just like, oh yeah, like hurts here, and and you know like he's in the middle of a workout. Like you know, there's only so much I can do, mm. but you know that's the great challenge, right? And and I and I love that performance aspect of it that. I can treat someone, have them go right back out, and then, and then they can see the results afterwards under the watchful care of like coaches. Like mm. that's the vision, right? I mean, yeah. uh, eventually maybe we even have like other professionals in here as well doing doing other things. Maybe we have a sports med doc, all that sort of mm. thing. But you know, like the at least the dream is starting here, right? Yeah, the vision. Yeah. The vision is to get them some actual results where they can take outside of this room. Yeah. Right, because what you know, we don't want people being addicted to the therapy part of it. Yeah. We want them to really be focused and we want us to be focused on what happens afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um but vision wise though, right? Like there there are places out there that do this kind of treatment. I'd say I'd say that it's it's far and few between, but there are places that are starting to do this, right? There is a change of the guard happening um where people are starting to, to and, and maybe it comes with rising cost, rising cost of, of services, you know, training costs more now, physio costs more now, and, and people start to smarten up, right? They're like, listen, if I'm paying more and more for the service, I'm going to be more and more strict with, with, with who I see. I'm going to be more and more critical 
of this product that I'm getting. And maybe that's what's triggering a change in the industry because people are smarting up. They're thinking, oh, crap, I can't I can't get away with this for much longer. You know, patients and clients are getting smarter. They're realizing, hey, you know, I got to I got to I got to smarten up or people are going to stop seeing me. And, and unfortunately, I mean, I mean, that's it sucks that it takes that to get change happening, but change is still good. So with that kind of change, though, like what did you guys see as like when is this is a garage idea? What made you think that you were capable of making a better product? Like, like the vision of wanting to do that is one thing, but, but what made you ever think that you could do better? Well, the way that I look at it is the smarter people get, the more careful people get, the more research people does, and the more information people receive. I see that as a great thing. As, as a service provider, the more that I see that as a great thing. Because I believe so much in what we do that I'm actually very happy for people to compare us to other people. I'm very happy for people to compare us to other service providers, other, and I'm sure Mandeep's very happy when people compare him to other coaches. You know, our, I, I, I talk to Mandeep about it all the time in the very beginning. We're saying, hey, when people tell us they want to think about it, they want to check out some other people, they want to check out some other gyms, instead of using closing tactics on them, saying to get them to sign on the dotted line on the day of, we said, hey, if people want to check some other places out, we encourage it you should absolutely check out some other places. Because only when you do the comparison, you know who delivers the most amount of results. Hmm. Right, so, you know, being in a garage idea to being here, I mean, really at the end of the day, it's about being able to deliver real results and communicating that where it being, we're able to deliver the real results. Right, because what most people don't realize out there is Marketing is done so well by so many organizations on communicating, hey, here's what we can do, here's what we can do. But unfortunately, the substance might be a little lacking. Right. And, and this is something that I've seen firsthand with you know Mandeep's coaching, with your physiotherapy, with Mandeep's coaching, you, you know, he's got people hitting PRs all the time. And <laughs> I love math growing up and numbers don't lie. Yeah. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. I think that's the one thing too is like actually when I first walked in here and I saw the big following and and you know Mandy Mandy like he facilitates like the 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 coaching and the the other trainers and you know goes through um, you know all the all the uh, professional development with them as well but but you know his 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 main his main you know baby in this this thing is the, the competition team and, and I think the the cool part when I walked in here and saw was that. You know, so many of those athletes have been training with him for so long. And uh, I, I think like that, I kind of really compare it to like, say, you know, the, the patients that have followed me from clinic to clinic, right? Mm -hmm. When I was in Richmond, they were at Richmond. And when I moved to Marpole, they went to Marpole. And when I moved back to Richmond, they went, came back to Richmond. It's like really people who, who believe, who believe in you, who believe that, I mean, yeah, it could be a little bit rough. You can be a little bit rough coming in here for physio when there's no reception. You got to do all the billing on my own after a session, right? But but if they really truly believe in me and and the, and the treatment that they get from me, um, whether they're getting better treatment, whether they feel like they're getting better care, more attention, um, a, a better, more straightforward explanation, um, then they're willing to 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 
double down on it, right? They're willing to say, hey, you know, let me know where you're going. Uh, you know, I'll go with you. And that's kind of what I compare, uh, you know, that the analogy of the the, the competition team mm-hmm. is, you know, falling falling following you from 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 gym to gym to gym is is that that's to me that's a, a testament to the attention and time that you put into those athletes. And I think I I mean you can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, my goal is to not just do that for my 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 patients, but to be able to actually then eventually hire physios and start a system where that is that is the that is the standard mm. where people can say uh oh no like oh you gave oh you like you you caught you you gave so much time to to me during this session it shouldn't be impressive because that will be the standard at that point that will be the baseline that'll be the baseline, baseline. yeah 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 and you know Manny talked Talk a little bit about, you know, your experience with your team that you've trained for a very long time. Um, who's, you know, some some of them who started with you when they're in high school, yeah. when they're just getting into their teens. Um, some of you, some of them started with you, some of them who's uh, working professionals. Yeah, so, um, yeah, when I started, I, um, like I said, it was not a spite. And then I kept going. And... As I got going, I realized I was delivering like real value. People were getting better. The first, the first like what was it like three, four years? So, so I had a belief. I was like, okay, I'm just starting now. This is my thought process. Nineteen year old man, dude. So I'm like, okay, I'm just starting now. I'm like, talks about himself the third person as well. Every time. So, <laughs> nineteen year old man, dude. What are we gonna do? So, my mindset at the time was, I'm gonna volunteer as a coach. Because who am I? I'm nobody. So I'm like, I don't, like, to me, I hate it when, like, a coach literally gets, like, their first start or whatever, and they can work right away, and they all of a sudden feel entitled to, like, that $100 an hour. It's like, no, I feel like there needs to be a tier system, which is something that we can work on in our gym and our business, and we talked about this already. Mm-hmm. Um, there needs to be a tier system where I feel if you're first starting out, you, you know, you should get paid less because you're less experienced, and then you work upwards. Right, just like in any career. Mm-hmm. So for me at the time, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I kind of know. I read these books. Um, I'm certified. So I'll start working and I'll volunteer my time for high school kids. Mm-hmm. So I started coaching at uh, David Thompson. Uh, I was coaching the track team. Once I started getting results, I was like, okay, maybe I'll try something. And then I started, I uh, got a personal training job and I started working at uh, the local YMCA in Langara. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, I got a lot of confidence there during the time because I was like just coaching everyday average people. I was, um, training like this, um, she was like in her like late sixties and she was taught to like, you know, the typical, like don't pass your knee when you squat. Um, and this is back when like, I don't know, this was like 2014, uh, 13, um, and I was teaching this, um, older senior citizen to like for her knee, pass her toe, squat all the way down. And we were like progressing it. And I remember at the time, like, at the gym, it was the YMCA. Um, and this is when, like, not a lot of information was available yet online. And uh, people were still, like, squatting majority, like, knees behind their toes. And everyone was staring. I'm like, they were all, like, judging so hard. And some of them even came up to me, like, oh, you know, she's going to hurt her knee. Uh, she never hurt her knee. And she actually even commented to me on the side, like, oh, they've never felt better. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I mean, yeah, you're obviously stressing it. Um, and it's going to get stronger. Um Side note, one thing I hate when people get like a little bit of stress somewhere 
And it's like, ooh, like they stop doing it that way because it feels like pressure or stressor yeah, yeah. or it's like a little annoyed or whatever. Yeah. It's like, well, like you do realize when you train something, it's gonna get stress. Mm. The stress is a part of it. Yeah. It's a part of the adaptation, so that's okay. Like yeah. we put our knee there or whatever. Just don't do too much too soon. Yeah, like that's, that's all it is. So anyways, like at the time we like I got a lot of confidence there, got a lot of confidence volunteering as a track coach. Um, and then I started charging and then that's when I started my own gym in 2015, 2016, cause I was delivering value. People were getting results and I'm like, okay, I think I can build my own. Um, and again, and even at the time I wasn't discouraged that the first one didn't work out. I was just like, okay, bad partners, I'll try again in a few years. Um, and that's where we are now. Um, yeah. 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 You know, I, you know, I think, I think, uh, it takes a little while also just to like, learn the ins and outs of an industry right like like to start to start like uh to dream of like you know and an endeavor like this is is it's fun but there's a lot of things that you learn when you kind of like get into it like for real so to expect success on the first time like it doesn't always happen right i mean there's lots of things that go into that and and yeah, making sure, you know, good partners and, and stuff like that is just one small piece of the pie, right? There's so many other things that go into it. Um, it just reminded me like a lot of physios, I think sometimes feel like it's not possible to open their own clinic uh, and, 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 and or don't want to thinking that there's a lot, a lot of work and there is, but it's kind of one of those, uh, what do they call it? Um, a labor of love. Labor right? of love. A labor of love. It's like winemaking. Labor of love. <laughs> what? <laughs> wine winemakers. Is that a saying? That's that's the same winemakers use a lot. Oh, okay. it's a labor of love. Okay. And a lot of uh, a lot of the best wines in the world are are just people. I mean, not almost always just people who who love the wine instead of being owned by you know large corporations. Yeah, because I think maybe like like the amount of work that you put into it if you didn't care about it would would like would drive you nuts if you weren't super passionate about it but but the only way it's worth it is if you're passionate about it too and yeah. i remember back in physio school they used to teach a business elective now in the business elective they usually uh run it they, they the instructor is usually a successful owner of a chain of clinics so uh in this in this uh in this class we had uh this lady come in i forget her name uh but she was the owner of uh momentum health physiotherapy based out of like Calgary and I, I believe there's a few in Edmonton as well but there's upwards of nine or ten clinics so she comes in and she teaches us this uh, course and she says on day one uh, listen this course is only judged on the business plan that you submit at the end of this program right that's there's nothing else there's no tests there's nothing there's no quizzes the only thing you're graded on is this business plan and so she's like, all right, you guys can go make groups, right? So, you know, people jump into groups of like two or three or four, four max. And, and then when everyone had made their groups, she's like, all right, everyone have a group. All right. Um, I have one more announcement. Um, the winning business plan is going to win $2,000. And wow. immediately everyone quits their group. Everyone just jumps ship. Everyone doesn't want to split the 2000 bucks, right? You got four members. That's only 500 bucks each, right? You've got, <laughs> I've got one partner. That's only 1000 wow. each. I was in a group of four. All three members left my group. <laughs> I, I, I was technically still in the group. There's no one else in the group with me. Right? We fast forward the rest of the semester. Guess who wins the two grand? You? Oh. I win the two grand. Oh. I'm like, 
you know, to be honest, I was willing to split the split split it with you guys, right? But but you guys left. You guys thought you guys could do it better than me. So I was still in the group. But <laughs> but you know, thanks because you guys left. <laughs> so you, I got you quadrupled your money. Yeah, but the money honestly was a very small part of it. Yeah. You know, as a student with tuition and stuff like that, that was like really helpful for sure. But the real gem was. Uh, but the instructor came by at the end of that course and she's like, hey, you know what? Um, there were a lot of like good, well put together, really pretty projects that were put in, right? Things that were like maybe uh, looked good on paper, mm-hmm. right? Like nice logos and all that kind of stuff. Um, and maybe even nicer than mine. But she's like, but this was the most realistic one. And she said to me, she's like, listen, if this is truly your passion, this is what you want to do, I'll keep this business plan on your shelf. And when you're ready to go, you dust it off. You renew some of these details that Mm -hmm. need to be, you know, like real estate and stuff like that. Because this was based on real material costs, real real estate places, you know, in town. And when, yeah, she's like, when you're ready, just renew some of these things. You're good to go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is this is half of that. You know, mm. uh, my business plan didn't have a have have a, have a, gym a pre-existing to gym attached to it, but <laughs> it did have essentially all this. It, it did have an interdisciplinary feel to it mm. with trainers, with kinesiologists, with coaches, and with even doctors, right? And so, um, yeah, this is really like you know over half a decade in the making because you wow. know I still have that PDF. <laughs> I still have that. I literally still have it, and I still when I was like sourcing up some of the stuff here i i pulled from from that pdf and and wow. and, and i had to update some of it yeah. you know because i'm no longer in alberta and some stuff's not <laughs> available but but for the most part yeah i mean so so that was really just you know it's like watching your kid grow up it is yeah. it is it's watching it's watching an idea grow up yeah and i think that's like the most exciting part about this venture is really um seeing you know, everyone has ideas. Um, everyone has ideas, right? No one's sitting at home, like, everyone's mindless. Got, everyone's look, got a lot like of Like, looking at the wall. Yeah. Everyone's got ideas. But until you put them into action, that's all it is. It's just an idea, right? And, Absolutely. And I think um, it takes a lot in principle and, uh, you know, in in uh, discipline, in trust, and, and confidence in yourself to put an idea into action. Um uh, especially yeah, man, you just like doing it again like you know i'm sure i don't, I don't know like my personality i would have had doubts did, did you ever have doubts no. after the first time didn't work out uh, like no like i just huh? no like for me it was just it's i don't want to say i'm like overly confident or anything it was just more like i understand that in time i'll get there so I understand the simple idea that maybe not by the time I'm 30, maybe not by the time I'm 35 or 40, but 50, 60, eventually, I don't know when, but I'm going to get there. I'll die trying. Like, <laughs> die trying. Die trying. Yeah, like, we got 50 cent over here. And like, <laughs> I'm, no, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm very comfortable with that and I'm okay yeah. with that idea. And would you know about me? <laughs> <laughs> Man, he'd be 60 on his, like, seven, <laughs> on his 17th gym. On his 17th gym. We'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. We'll get there. You mean our 17th franchise, right? Yeah. That's what I mean. 17th yeah. franchise. I mean. There we go. Do that yeah. snap thing, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. 
seventeen franchise. What yeah. what was the what's a huge factor for you? I mean, you mentioned confidence, but there's got to be uh, a little more behind that. Confidence is very general. What was the thing that you really knew about yourself that you said, "Hey, look, I've got a first one, and it didn't work out, right? Uh, and and now like boom, I'm jumping and and going a second one." I have two cents to add to that, but you go first. I, I, uh, I think it was like the goals. Like I delivered value. Mm. So I, okay, again, things I believe. There's always a place in this world for people that deliver value. Mm. Therefore, there will always be a place for me if I deliver value. Mm. Yeah. That's it. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. I think like my, my, my point about that as well is, and, and uh, on my side of things, I just always felt like, um, uh, and it's seen for like my athletic career and everything like that. I never felt like I was particularly talented or particularly skilled. But what, one thing I did know and I never hesitated to say was I'm willing to work harder than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so in my running career, it was just that same way. I was like, I may not be the most talented, but if if we got the same engine and we got the same machinery and I got you at that last 80 meters, there's no one there that's going to beat me in that last 80 meters. So if we have the same equipment to work with i guarantee you i win right the only way you beat me is if you're actually more skilled than me right like you're like you're far more advanced than me but i'm willing to work harder than any, anyone and i think that goes the same for my physio career is that i've always just felt that i was willing to put time where other people were not mm. right um when when people needed to stay late um very few people are willing to stay late you know, when, when, when clock hits five and, and that's when your schedule ends and people want to go home um, and, and some random patient calls in the clinic and says, hey, is anyone available? You know, a lot of people say, oh, no, they wave to the, they wave to the, the reception in silence. They say, no, 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 tell them, no, 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 no physio here. I'm going home. Right. But I'm always the one that says, hey, you know what? At the beginning of the day, when I walk in, if my schedule is full, I say, hey, if anyone calls in, they can use my lunch break. Or if anyone calls in, you can extend my schedule 30 minutes at a time. If it fills, you extend it again. Mm. And, and if there's people that constantly call in, then, hey, guess I'm here till midnight. Right. But but I've never I've never met people willing to do that. And the Watch one respect, thought is man. also. And I, thanks. And, and, and I think the, the one thing is, hey, listen, if I'm willing. And the, I think the confidence with with succeeding at this venture is that. If I was willing to do that for somebody else's business, then imagine what I'm willing to do for you're my a, own. You're a monster for your own. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, like, yeah. So I think that no, that's yeah. And that was one thing. I, <laughs> that was actually one thing that attracted me uh, to both of you, which was how fast. Oh, you guys take me out done. to dinner first. I got you dinner. I got you dinner the other day. Oh, yeah, you did. And I think Carl got you dinner the last time. Uh, I'm pretty sure we have a consensus that uh, the least paid. Uh, but no, like one thing that attracted me to both of you was how fast you guys actually got things done. And I really appreciated that. Um, yeah, like I was just like, oh, do you guys really want to do this? Because it's one thing to just say like, oh, yeah, we should do this. And then like three weeks go by. But you guys like, oh, we should do this. And a minute goes by. And I'm like, oh, it's done. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was a really big thing for me. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's and it's good to have diversity as well, right? We You can't necessarily have, like, you can't necessarily have, like, a team full of people that are like, yeah, 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 go out. Like, you, you do need people who, like, sit back, think about it a little bit. Like, you, you need different minds 
you need different thought processes because right. it, 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 you know, different types of brains working. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because, because your, your style of thinking is not going to catch everything. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be things that you overlook and you need mm-hmm. a different kind of thought process to catch the things that you don't catch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm always like, uh, I'm always like in, in the mindset of, again, I mean, same thing. This is, this is a relationship like any other relationship. And, and I think the best relationships are ones where you're actually a little bit different. Mm. Uh, um, because I think when you're the same person, you have the same flaws, you have the same weaknesses yeah. and, and it's hard to help someone when you have the same weakness. Um, but, but when you have different weaknesses, you can help each other out and, and for sure and, and kind of see all the bases through kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we, um, I'm very much looking forward to having a, a lot of, as Ray Dalio puts it, a lot of thoughtful disagreements with you guys. A lot of thoughtful disagreements, unemotional, thoughtful disagreements where we're just like, hey, let's let's figure this thing out. And whereas the, the more we disagree on something and the more that we reason, the more we actually respect each other and get along. Because I think that that's the best way for any sort of relationship where you actually improve the relationship and you improve the communication by having a whole bunch of disagreements and then figuring it out. And being curious about it, right? Saying, so, "Oh, wh- why is it that you think this way?" As opposed to, "How come you don't agree with me?" Why you? Right. Yeah, why? why? <laughs> I think that's actually one thing that I like really liked, and and like I've, I've known you for a long time, but I never saw that side of you because we just never interacted in a in a way where where I would see, uh, you know, I don't know what you would call it, but delegating an argument or disagreement almost, mm. like 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 it's like quarterbacking an argument mm. or, or quarterbacking a disagreement in that in that. Um, I usually have a temper and, and it was really interesting to see, uh, when we have slight disagreements about things and I, I I don't know, maybe I chalk it up to maybe a training that you've done, or maybe it is from experiences, a a real realtor. Um, but, but navigating that, I feel like was, you know, a a really interesting thing. I'm like, Oh, that's like, I don't know. That sounds a little bit different than someone's phone voice. Like, you know, like Carl puts on this, like this, this, At, at, at what administration voice administration. Or, I don't know what you call it PA announcement voice yeah yeah like like I'm like is, is Carl talking to a girl <laughs> like um, but yeah yeah like I, I appreciate that because I think that's a, a very a very um, I'm, I don't know it's late and I can't think of the words but but it's a, it's, a, it's a really organized way to make sure that we make the disagreement still uh, constructive Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I think disagreements are a lot of times they are constructive. Well, at least they should be. It, they should be. They, they should, should be. be. And that is that's the hardest thing to do to, <laughs> to yeah. follow through with the should. Yeah. I think that was like the num- one of the top reasons why I initially like really wanted to partner with them was because regardless of how much we argued, we would both eventually agree and come to a conclusion that we both felt okay with. Yeah, so that was one that was a really big deal for me because it's like I'm fi- like we're gonna fight, we're gonna have arguments. That's fine as long as we can both talk it out and come to an agreement at the end of it, right? So that was yeah, that was a really big deal. So. Mm-hmm. And that was actually one thing I asked him about you because I didn't really know you. I'm like, is Brendan also like that? No, you watch out, man. <laughs> don't don't mess. I'm gonna be mad dogging you. Yeah, I haven't seen your uh, temper yet. So. Should have seen, really seen me in high school. <laughs> 
Why is it always a little guy that we got? Like, <laughs> little guys. <laughs> hey, back in like grade eight, I wasn't like the shortest one. It's just that by grade twelve, I was the shortest one. <laughs> More like nine, but everyone had everyone had a growth spurt, and I just didn't spurt. have one. <laughs> but I mean, regardless of our size, man, Deep's always the biggest dude in the room. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. Like, I could be taller, and I'd still be the smallest one. Um, but yeah, I mean that that. That brings our time pretty much to a close. I mean, do you guys have any uh, kind of closing remarks, uh, you know, for our listeners uh, um, before we close out? I mean, one one little story I remember, one last little story was... Um, Mandeep story time. One little story. It was, uh, it was about Carl where um, I remember in the very beginning, I just wanted to know, like, you know, again, why Jim? Um, and he, the answer he gave me at the time was... Um, he explained it to me. I was like, you know, why would you quit real estate? You're making this much money. I was like, why are you going to go into this? Where you're going to make zero. You're going to have to put in like... <laughs> zero? Well, you're going to make zero for like the first bit. And like, yeah. who knows when you're going to get your money back, right? It's a gamble. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. why? And he gave me a really good answer that I really liked, which was... And he would basically like, in real estate, you're always taking something away from someone else. So he's like, no matter how good of a deal I get my client... I'm always going to be taking away from someone else to get my client that deal. And then he says in business and like in training, like you're only giving, you're never taking, just because you helped one client get like a Scorpio or get their knee better or whatever it is, you're not ever going to be taking away from another client. And that was it. And I was like, oh, that's a very good answer. <laughs> well, very good answer. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Professor Mandeep. Yeah, Bruce. Professor Mandeep. <laughs> Professor. Wrote an A plus on his yeah. napkin. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, uh, that was a little story. Uh, and that was one thing that uh, really got me at the time. Because this was like within the first month I met him. Mm-hmm. And I, like, he was a complete stranger. I was like, who is this, like, goofy looking, like, Guy, like, I mean, since we're, sharing stories, since we're sharing short stories anyway, <laughs> no, maybe we'll worry. make it a little bit man-deep story time at the end of every podcast. <laughs> Man, uh, but but uh, I also have a story about Carl, right? And, and so, like I mentioned earlier, <laughs> is, that, is that, like, we've known each other since high school, but, but like, we had, like, you know, maybe intermittent interactions since then. And so, you know, when you're talking about who, who to get into business with, right, um, what do you what do you draw on to develop your your trust in this person of of who is helping managing your business right um uh, especially very, very hard to know in a short period of exactly time. especially the guy who's actually going to be the the one who's who's managing most of the the operations uh you know like on the on the clerical side and, and administrative side right mm-hmm. um but you know I, I draw on the little memory of how in grade nine and me and Carl the same age. In grade nine, Carl talks our grade nine physics teacher oh, into was it grade, grade, grade eleven? Grade, grade eleven. 11. <laughs> okay, okay. So when we're grade in grade 11. eleven, he talks our grade eleven physics teacher into letting him teach our own grade eleven physics class for a day. So I show up to class. I'm like, "Who is this kid who thinks he is so smart that he can teach the rest of us?" I'm like, I'm getting an A in this class. Why do I have to listen to this guy? And then and then Carl proceeded to talk for about 40 minutes about quantum physics that I didn't understand a lick about. <laughs> so when I think about people who, uh, you know, uh, in terms of intelligence and just like, you know, uh, 
just being like, you know, wit and, and, and someone who's going to be able to think fast on their feet and, and to help run a business. Cause you have to be quick. You have to be reactive and you can't panic. And to get up in front of a class at grade 11, right? When you're 17, 16 or 17 to teach other 16 or 17 year olds <laughs> takes a lot of, uh, takes a lot of guts. So thank you. Thank you. I, 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 I figure if he can, if he can, if he can sell that to me, he could probably <laughs> sell a few gym memberships. <laughs> thank, um, thank you guys. That's very kind of you guys. So, but yeah, that brings our time to a close. Um, thanks for tuning in to uh, episode one of the Beyond the Barbell podcast. You know, uh, once again, we want to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, we know we went a little bit over time, but. Uh, we're so thankful for everyone here who uh, is either like listening to the podcast, you know, coming to the gym, uh, whether you're a member here or not, or thinking about it. You know, we appreciate everyone here. If you like this content and would like to to see and hear more, uh, please leave a like, subscribe, uh, or follow. Uh, you know, our YouTube channel, Instagram, uh, or just subscribe to our podcast so you get weekly reminders. Uh, we will be releasing uh, our podcast on a weekly basis, so uh, look forward to next week for more uh, Beyond the Barbell goodness. Um, until then, uh, my name is Brendan Nip, uh, Director of uh, Physiotherapy here at uh, United Barbell Club, and uh, you know we're. Uh, uh, tuning out uh, with uh, Carl and Mandeep. Uh, thanks. All right. Have a good night. Good night.